I can, you can't keep me cooped up in here, okay? I am a peacock. You gotta let me fly. All right, everyone. This is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Jack Sports Talk Entertainment. The 2022 Draft Giant Class is in the books. Very exciting. Fun draft. Interesting draft. Interesting to say the least. I should rephrase that to say the least. You had a run on wide receivers in the beginning. You had some guys drop that you didn't think were going to drop as much as they did. You had a surprise pick, in my opinion, in the first pick of the draft. I know some people had been touting Trayvon going to the Jags, but it was still a surprise that they passed on Aiden Hutchinson. And the giant class is, is, is done. And again, it was an interesting dichotomy of a draft. And... I'm going to do it like I do every year. I'm going to do uh, the last two years I did it. I'm going to do my draft show, my draft recap, my my grading of the Giants draft. Um, and I get in trouble with this every year. And the hate spews out every year because I give my honest opinion and honest assessment. And I'll give a grade. And the people say, well, that's way too low. And then I'll hear about it for 10, 11 months. And then the season will end. And then they will, uh, then, you know, the pronosticators regrade the draft and they give it the same grade that I gave it. But no one ever says they're sorry that they, they blasted me. No one ever says that. So if you want, go watch the last two draft recap videos and see the grades I got and then compare them to what happened the next at the end of the year. And I'm not saying I'm always right, but again, I look at this logically because yeah, why even have a YouTube channel if you don't want to give an assessment, give a grade? Why, why, why even have a channel? Because it's the fact that that's what that's what you're here for. You're giving your opinion. People are allowed. To, I know it's shocking that some people don't think you're allowed to have opinion, but people are allowed to have opinions. I think everyone knows for the fact that the Joe Shane round one was a home run. I think I think I think everyone knows that was a home run. Deep to left center field. It's going. It's going. It's good. The Shane attack and the Dable knocked it out of the park the first day, day one. You can't sit there and take a look at. Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal and not say that that was, that was a big swing and a big connect. Kayvon is the pure pass rusher we needed. Kayvon is going to fit right into Wink's blitz-heavy defense. He's going to be alongside Dexter Lawrence and Ozio Jolari and Leonard Williams. And honestly, he fits the defense better than two of those three. He fits the defense better than Lawrence and Leonard Williams. He fits the scheme better. He can play with his hand in the dirt. He can play and he can play the outside linebacker in a three, four. He could drop into coverage. He could stop on a dime and give you nine cents change home run deep to center field deep. That was, that was a four Oh, that's that was four Oh five. Easy. Perfect fit. Plays the run. Well, strong, good flexibility, good length. I get worried because people compare him to Clowney, but he's not Clowney. I think he's better than Clowney. Clowney to me out of South Carolina was a highlight play and a good solid college career that didn't amount to much in the pro. So I'm not, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to compare him. I, I, I hear the comparison all the time. Evan Neal to me, you had again, another home run. You had the top tackle in my opinion, and I'm going to say top right tackle in my opinion, fall into the Giants' lap. Fell into his lap. Fell into the lap again. He's a guy that is an efficient and effective blocker. He's a guy that has athleticism. He has the versatility. I'm using all the big, I'm using all the big, B, uh, all the big uh, buzzwords that scouts use. 
versatility, athleticism, and flexibility. Should be an immediate starter right on that right, on that, uh, right side of the line, that right tackle position. He brings stability, I think, to the line. If Dable is truly going to go with a spread-style offense that he played in, 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 in Buffalo, even though we don't have the quarterback to do that, um, he's going to be he's going to be a great guy to have. I get concerned, and I said this in my last video. His lateral mobility is not great, and I'm not sure if it's just cleaning up his footwork. I don't I don't know if it's that easy, but it it may be. I don't think it's going to be as bad. I said in the video before, it's not as bad as Eric Flowers. You're not going to have to consider moving him into the guard position. I think that if he's worked with properly with the with the NFL line coaches and he's he's worked with and he's tutored and he's mentored, he, he could be he you could ha- you could have two Pro Bowl potential tackles on your line. So it's another it's another home run on day one. Day two, day two. Day two got a little iffy. Wandale Robinson out of Kentucky. I got to admit, I've only done a little bit of work, a little bit of interest in Mr. Robinson uh, throughout the draft process because I didn't think he was going to go as high as he did. I didn't see him going into that part of the draft. I I, I assume maybe he would have gone more deeper into, I don't know, the third or the fourth round, potentially. And I had someone, uh, actually one of a great subscriber, uh, he didn't want to be mentioned, sent me um, a consensus pick. He basically, he said where the giants took this guy, which was at 43 and he did a consensus of the draft experts and everyone in the consensus pick was, and I guess he did the averages was 84th. He was the 84th talent allegedly in the draft. Is it a reach? Oh, listen, he, tra- it's a guy that transferred from Nebraska, went to Kentucky Kentucky rain me falling down, down. If you take a look at his games and his stats, here's the thing. I, here's the thing. I worry about him right off the bat. He's not a speed guy. They got him at four, four, four. And he's like, he's like, he's like five, eight, not a speed guy. And they're already saying that they're going to use him more as an offensive weapon than a pure wide receiver. And they're saying they're going to mold him into like uh, Isaiah McKenzie and a Cole Beasley. I like Isaiah McKenzie. I actually did a video about that. I think the Giants should have gone after Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, if they're looking for a wide receiver. And people say that he's more quick than he is fast. Now, if you go back and watch his highlight reel, this is interesting because OGR t- pointed this out and I did this on the stream. Go back and watch his highlight reel. Majority of the plays in college he got brought down from behind. If you're a speed guy, if you're that offensive weapon, you should not be brought down from behind as much as he was that one year in Kentucky. And then if you go and look at his games against what you may call NFL caliber talent, take a look at the Georgia game. 12 receptions, 39 yards, 3.3 yards a catch. He did have a touchdown. And then he ran the ball once for six. You look at Florida, four for 65, 16.3. South Carolina, seven for 65, 9.3. He even had a bad game against Vanderbilt in a win, 65 for 75. Excuse me, six for 75. And people are going to point to the Iowa game. 
where he has 10 catches for 170 yards in the bowl game. But when he's gone up against top-level, top-flight talent, his stats have dropped exponentially. Now, one of the other big things that I remember from a lot of the scouts, it's almost a Kadarius Tony thing. He is not, I've seen multitudes of times, and it's a coin the frames. He's shifty, but not a gifted route runner and has short arms. <laughs> okay. And there's concern. And this again, these are from scouts. There's concerns that he, what he's going to be able to do against tight coverage in the NFL. And, and this is the other thing that, this is the other thing that worries because it's very Kadarius Tony esque. This is from other, this is from another scouting report that says that he, you need to manufacture the offense around him either through RPOs, play action or screens to get him in space. And they're looking at him as a slot receiver slashed third down running back. And everyone says the same thing. He's small and he's not fast. He's quick. And, but like Tony, he's a good catch and go guy. He's a good, he is a good creator once he has the ball and he's very athletic. And like I said, everyone says the same thing. Potentially he could, he be a slot receiver. Could he be a return man? Maybe, but it's a, it's another, it was kind of a head scratcher with the, some of the talent that was around him. And honestly, I understand what you're trying to do, but we don't have a Stefan Diggs on the other side. We don't have the luxury of a Cole Beasley or an Isaiah McKenzie. We don't have that luxury. And I will tell you this, the facade of Shane cracked a little yesterday, which was Saturday, cracked a little. He got a little truculent with the media, a little snippy. He's gulp, he's gulp, he gulps water, which is a nervous tick. If anyone that took psychology understands, it's a nervous tick. And he's using that to buy time so he could come up with the answer for his question. I've said this before about Shane, and it's nothing against him because he's still young. But he is, I thought for a guy his age and in the, way he, in the way he grew up, he would be more media savvy. He's not media savvy yet. And that's probably going to come with time. But you are going to need to face the tough questions from not only giant fans, but giant beat writers and reporters and NFL reporters. And you're going to get the same questions over and over again. Was or is Robinson a reach? If you go by all the draft boards, if you go by all the pronosticators, yeah, it was a reach. C plus pick, maybe. Especially for a guy that's so short, does the same thing Kadarius Tony does. Doesn't have the quickness or the speed, Kadarius Tony, and also cannot run routes. That's that's uh, that, you know, I, I, and then I, you know, you you want to talk about Joshua? I like I love I love the name Joshua. We're just gonna call him Joshua, the big guard out of North Carolina. Again, he was taken sixty seventh. Consensus, consensus, consensus. I <laughs> consensus. Can't talk tonight. Consensus pick. It was one seventy seven. He's another guy that, I mean, he's going to be a developmental guy. He's an inconsistent blocker. Again, this is from scouts. I had to look him up again. He's, he's inconsistent blockers. 
he 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 he's a battler. That's what people say. He's a battler. And he's got strong hands, which he likes to wear down his opponents with, which is kind of like an Evan Neal thing. He's got a starting upside in regards to potentially being a guard and fill and tackle. They're saying. And everyone says the same thing. The value, the valuability of him is his versatility. And he could be a rotational type guy, spot starter or backup. That's what other scouts are saying. Not me. I had to look him up again. But if you read everything about the scouts and you read everything that they say about him, was he a reach with the 67th pick in the third round? Probably. Are the Giants building towards a system? Are they building towards a Dable system that they're going to be running, that they're looking for certain? Maybe they may not be the most talented guys, but they may be the most guys that have the talent that fit what Dable wants to do. Do they fit the scheme a little bit better? Is, Is that the possibility? I think it is. I think that's the way they're going. I had no problem dra- grabbing the corner at 81. And no, I had no problem with that whatsoever. I mean, you have to look at what Cordell Flott is. You have to look at it. You have to look at way, the way he played at LSU. You, fig- you figure Flott's not a bad guy. I, I, don't, think it was, I don't think it was as much of, as a reach pick that some pe- than some people are saying. You had him. Now, I will say that they took him at 81, and the consensus pick for him was 194. So that's a, that's a, again, that's a little bit, that's a little bit of a reach. I, I think I did a little research on him. He's, a, he's very raw, and he's raw not only in reference to his play, but athletically. Um, I don't think he, I don't think his career progressed the way they thought it would have at LSU with the, with the type of athleticism, athleticism he had. I think that's, I think that's the problem. Um, I think there's value because I think, again, he is going to be, he could potentially be slided in the corner spot given to, I think he could be a slot corner. I think he, he could potentially go to the outside, but you know, but I don't see it. I mean, he's got, He's got below average size, and they say that he has questionable playmaking instincts. I think he, I think he's a guy that's going to have to come in and start. And again, I think this is a guy that's going to have to come in and start right away, or he, or he's going to have to, uh, or he's going to have to figure out figure out something that gets that gets him on the. John's got to figure out a way to get him on the field. You grab the big tight end at San Diego State at 112. I'm okay with that. Blocking guy. Didn't really impress with his production and receiving at San Diego State. So I got I got I got no problem with that. Uh you got Belton the safety from Iowa coming in at 114. Again, they say he's a guy that's not very explosive. He's got natural instincts, but he tends to float. And that's they, you know, I'll tell you someone playing safety as I did in college. You don't want to be known as a floater. <laughs> you know, that's that's a bad thing. They all say he's again on the small side at six feet two oh five. Again, it, it's it's one of those picks that you're looking at, like going. There are there were probably better talent available, but again, is are they fitting the wink system talent? 
I think that's I think that's the interesting thing. You got McFadden, the linebacker out of Indiana, taken with the fifth round at one forty six. I think he's a special teams guy. I think he's going to be a backup guy. I think he's a depth guy. If you take a look at him, you take a look at his career through Indiana. You don't you don't really see the big flashing starter potential all over him. But you never know. Again, I think he's another guy that may have been a systems guy. And and all the scouts that I read that talk about him is his lack of athleticism and his liabilities and limitations in coverage. Maybe a miss, maybe a middle linebacker. But again, maybe he's a wink systems guy. You got Davidson, the big defensive tackle out of Arizona State at 147. A guy that's not known to be a pass rusher. He's more of a he's he, he's potentially going to be the the uh the linchpin, the nose tackle, the the Dalvin Tomlinson. He's you know, he's sitting in there at 327 pounds. I think he's gonna be like I said, I think I think he's a nose tackle in the wink system. And I think that's I think that's what you need to look at. I think again, it's another guy you gotta look at as being a guy that's gonna come in here and be part of the system. You got the guard out of North Carolina. Again, he's he's got size at 6'6, 340. I think he's just a depth piece at this point in time at 173. Giants are just bringing in offensive linemen to find offensive linemen. And then you got Beavers out of the linebacker out of Cincinnati. I didn't think he was going to go in the sixth round, to be honest. I know a lot of people had him pegged as a, a fourth rounder. I, I potentially saw him going maybe lower half of the second, early half of the third. He's a guy that played both safety linebacker and he played the edge in college. So, I mean, I think if you take a look at him, he's good, probably going to project better into the inside linebacker position in the NFL at 6'4", 237 pounds. He moves well for, like I said, I've watched some of the tape. He moves well for his size, which I find funny because the giant linebackers in the, in the 80s all average like 6'3", 250. So now we think 6'4", 237 is big. Um, but he does motor well. You know, I think, he's got, I think he's, he does very well in the box. Like I said, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna look at him, he's a three he's a three four guy. He's a three four guy that you could potentially put on the edge or on the outside linebacker position to rush. But I think all of his I think all of his versatility is going to fall into being that inside linebacker. I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm gonna be honest. If Shane's name were not attached to these picks, and it was Gettleman. This the fan base would have gone bonkers. Let's be honest. Because as much as you I love it because Saeed sent uh during the stream, Saeed sent us the um sent it sent us a great comment. It was the five stages of giant fans during the draft. And it was the first stage was like outrage. Stage two was like, how could they do this? They don't know what they're doing. Stage three was acceptance. Stage four was this guy's not that bad. Stage five was, oh, we got the steal of the draft. And that's what it's been every year. And Saeed was 100% right. You can't, take a, you can't take a Wandale Robinson and look at him and say, you know what? He's going to be the steal of the draft. You can't because if you look at his measurables, if you look at what he is, if you look at what he did. Now, people got down on Malik because he transferred from uh, Auburn to Liberty. 
And but the, you know they want him to be a wide receiver instead of quarterback. But no one's getting on this kid for transferring from Nebraska to Kentucky. <laughs> it wasn't a reach. Probably it was. I think there's and honestly, if you look, you need a big targeted wide receiver for this team for Daniel Jones. You don't need this. We don't. We don't need to go back to '83 and recreate the Smurfs for the Redskins. I don't think Alvin Harper and Charlie Brown are around. Not Alvin Harper. I can't remember his name. <laughs> I remember Charlie Brown. So, but if you take a look at this from that perspective and you're being honest, I can't even really grade after round two because of the fact that to me, it's a lot of incompletes because we don't know what the Dable system is going to be. We don't know what the wing system. We got an idea what the wing system is going to be because he's been a defensive coordinator. Dable's never been a head coach. We don't know what Mike Kafka's going to run. But I'm not going to sit there and blow smoke up your bum and tell you that this was the greatest draft ever after round one. I did a video two years ago when, uh, when, when Gettleman knocked it out of the park, that, that one draft. I, 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 gave it an a, I, gave, I gave that first round and the second pick an A+. And that was the year, what was it, in 2020, when they took Andrew Thomas and Xavier McKinney. And then they did everything else. They took Matt, they took Holmes, they took Lemieux, they took Brown, Coughlin, Brunson, Williamson, and Crowder. And I said that the Giants snatched victory out of the jaws of defeat, or snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory, or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly how I said it. It was defeat out of the jaws of, they snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory. And I was honest about that. And then, like I said, at the end of the year, I, I, it came to fruition. But my theory, I just, I just can't look at this draft right now and give any type of assessment after the second, after the second pick, first-round pick, because of the fact that there's just no dire- we have no direction. And I know people want to put blind faith in Shane and blind pay- faith in Dable, but I'm going to tell you this. If you don't question things in life, that's when mistakes get made repeatedly. If you don't speak your mind, that's when bad things happen. People have to understand that. It's okay to have your opinion. And if your opinion is different than somebody else's, you don't attack them. You don't go after them. You don't try to break them down to make yourself feel better. No, because everyone is allowed to have their opinion. In my opinion, this A plus first round, big incomplete after that, because I think it's a lot. And I want people to be honest with themselves. If you remove the name Shane from this draft and put in the name Gettleman, everyone would have freaked about these picks. That's just blatantly honest. Not going to have a show today, of course, on Sunday. That's where we're doing this video. It's my birthday week. Uh, we're probably going to do a show Monday night because I can't do it Tuesday because Tuesday is my birthday. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to do a show, I think, Monday night, probably around 8 o'clock, and review the draft and go over things. That we'll, we'll have some more information on that. And again, this is Tim with the Online Big Blue, being the best in New York Giants sports talking entertainment. And as always, if you like, if you subscribe, if you're into by the enemies, that'd be awesome. <laughs>